0: Welcome to the Artist Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and by popular demand, we are expanding the subject of murals throughout the entire summer. Yep, all summer long, you'll hear from master muralists to learn the tips to creating a thriving business Painting large scale. I have handpicked each interviewee based on their expansive knowledge of the mural industry so that you can learn from the absolute best. Plus, I'm throwing in some of my own mural tips within solo episodes. And if that isn't enough, I've created a full training for you all about how to grow your art business quickly using murals like I have. If you're listening this summer and thinking, Okay, let me see what this mural thing is all about. Or if you're wondering if you could even create large-scale paintings too, then go to artistacademy.co to learn how you can start making money in the mural biz. The majority of my income comes from murals, and I want to help you get started too because I know how profitable they can be. You'll <laughs> go to artistacademy.co to claim your free training, and I. I hope you're having a fabulous summer. <laughs> this week's episode features Colorado-based muralist Michael Beninga. I really like this chat with Michael. He's well-spoken, knowledgeable, and so willing to share exactly how he's getting mural jobs via home shows. (laughs) I think this strategy is genius. And I had no idea it really existed until Michael just mentioned it. And I was like, wait, wait, wait let's go deeper in this. So he explains everything from how to find these shows to how you can set up and present your painting services to customers. He'll let you know exactly how to get leads and then what you do with those leads in order to turn them into actual paying jobs. And I just want to reiterate something that we mentioned here in the episode, but I just want to say it in forefront that the leads that you get at the home shows are the big customers that we want. It's not these small little ones that have tiny projects here and there. It's it's the big jobs. Those are the money makers, the ones that we want. And yes, there's a fee to enter a home show, but sometimes you have to spend a little money... <coughs> But sometimes you have to spend a little money to make a little bit of money. (laughs) And if you want something that doesn't cost any money, just go right over to Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, make a listing and see how well that works (laughs) and see what kind of customers you'll get from that. I just wanna explain, doing a free listing somewhere, you're gonna get a certain kind of customer. However, home shows have a bit higher up of a customer and those are the ones we want so it makes sense for people to charge for that you're gonna make your money back so you gotta play the dang it <laughs> sometimes you gotta pay to play in the big leagues so whenever you're ready to take a step up and maybe consider listening to what this episode is all about let me know what do you think about this week's episode with michael beninga if you could start out by talking about a little bit of how you got into the arts and who you are and where you're located and all the cool stuff that you're doing, just talk it up. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. I'm actually in a church right now working on a project. This is the third time I've been back to this church. It's been pretty fun to, to do like the children's areas and things like that. But the, where I'm from is originally rural Illinois, so middle of a cornfield basically is where I'm, I'm from. And. I loved being from there, it was always great to you know, grow up there, I had a lot of good friends. But around high school, I was like, man, I just really want to get out of here and see what's out there. I'd say probably my junior year in high school, I got invited to come to Colorado Springs to uh, be a part of the Marie Walsh Sharp Foundation uh, for artists throughout the country. And uh, so I was one of 300 that got picked, so I was really happy, really excited. And I came up to Colorado Springs my junior year. And then when I came back to Illinois the fall of my senior year, I told all my friends, I'm like, I'm out of here after high school. <laughs> I'm moving to Colorado Springs. And so I came to Colorado Springs and have been here ever since. I love it. It's beautiful, beautiful city. So,
0: I love it. Yeah. I love Colorado too. I remember, So I'm from the Midwest and okay. we don't have So – I'm here in Missouri and we don't okay. have – ocean near us we don't have mountains and i remember the first yeah. time i went to colorado i was like this is my favorite state this is so uh-huh. cool <laughs> that's yeah, amazing i mean, so you have beautiful. so much inspiration around you <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot of uh, really fun like areas that you can go and just paint like garden of the gods and you know pike's peak just really tourist friendly and and also kind of easy to get away from the city too and just get into the mountains it's pretty cool
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with your mural career, did you just wake up one day knowing how to paint murals and you were booked out and everything was great? Or how did that go?
1: (laughs) Kind of. No, I'm just kidding. It was uh, (laughs) honestly, like, I think my maker, like I've ever since I was a little kid, like I would just sit down and draw because in the wintertime as in the Midwest, it's super cold. And some days when it was like too cold to even go outside, I would just sit down on the floor and I was staying at my grandma's house. I would sit and just draw at her place. And I used to love like G.I. Joe and like, all those cartoons that I thought were really cool, like Transformers and stuff as a kid. And so on like my grandma's envelopes at her house, I would draw these trucks blowing up and like machine guns shooting and stuff. <laughs> and she, I remember her telling me, if you draw something nice for me, I'll get you some paper, you know? And so I started like kind of just studying different things that she wanted me to draw, like flowers or "Can you draw this vase or things like that. And just really studying everything that was around in her house. And so... I just really kind of, I don't know, I just got like this, this fire inside of me that I want to find out why things look the way that they do. Like even when I'm out in nature, and that's why Colorado, just trying to really figure out like why does it look like that when sunlight bounces off rocks or atmospheric perspective? Why is it the mountains in the distance look fairly blued out compared to this tree that's in front of it, stuff like that. So I just feel like I've ever since a really young age just wanted, wanted to try to figure out why things look the way that they do And then obviously, as I was getting older, too, friends or or family would say, hey, can you draw this for me? And so I'm sure a lot of other artists do have the same experience where you have people that, hey, can you do this for me? And you start doing stuff and you start realizing that you can get something in return as like a trade or whatever. And then you finally realize money. (laughs) I get money in return for this. And so that's kind of just how it's built up over the years.
0: Yeah, so nowadays, do most people just come to you, and do you have to do a lot of pitching? Did you have to do a lot of pitching in the beginning, or how did that work?
1: A lot of it's been word of mouth, fortunately. I feel pretty fortunate that a lot of the the projects that I have, and and even when I was younger, too, have been word of mouth. I was never really in in any of clubs or anything like that in high school, but uh, I remember that there was a dance that we had, and they asked if I would paint the backdrop for the dance. And I was pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So I think it was like homecoming or something like that. And so it was a pretty large scale thing for the back of the pictures that you take and stuff. And so from that in high school, after I did that, then I started getting more interest and stuff. And then other people would say, yeah, I know someone at my high school that could do your logo or whatever. And so just a lot of word of mouth from where I grew up. And then I'd say out here, just really before I moved back to Illinois, I did a little stint where I moved back to Illinois after I lived out here for a while. I went to a business in Manitou Springs, which is right next to Colorado Springs. And I asked the business owner if I could paint a mural on their wall. I just walked in and basically said, hey, I've got a design. I thought would put it would look kind of cool for the side of your wall. Would you let me just paint it for the price of the paint before I leave? You know, I just wanted to put my stamp on Colorado Springs before I left. And so they said, yeah, if you want to paint on the side of this wall, you can. But we'd like you to do this. So they offered a different idea. And so I sketched it up for them. And then, so that was kind of a nice word of mouth for me when I came back to Colorado Springs and I could say, yeah, I did some work for these guys, just kind of built from there. But yeah, a lot of word of mouth. And then nowadays it's just uh, social media and trade shows have been really good to me.
0: Trade shows. Tell me more about that. That's something I really don't know a whole lot about. Oh, really?
1: That's uh, really fun. It's been really good for us. Basically, what I really want to hone in on is Homeowners and also business owners that have a room in their house. They just really want to do something different. Maybe it's their forever home. So it's a little bit, maybe higher income bracket. Um, and they go to these home shows, at least here in Colorado Springs, where they go through and there's a lot of vendors, people that do decks, people that do different stuff like that. So my wife and I decided, what if we did a trade show and we focused on decorative finishes, and also murals, and really try to hone in on People's home theaters, people's, maybe their kitchen, they want some accents, things like that, like grapevines with you know, some decorative finishes. And so we set up a booth at, I think we did three of them when we very first just really started doing this full time. And it was really good. So basically I set up a huge canvas, which was sheet rock with a two by four frame behind it. And then while people walked through and were walking around looking for different ideas for their home remodeling, I, they'd walk past and see me working on a mural oh cool that would be really fun like in our basement or that'd be really fun in our theater room and so that was really great because it was good it was good leads it was constant fresh leads of a market that was ready to buy right now and obviously that was all before covid and obviously things are starting to pick up now with the whole industry as far as like construction and stuff like that but right before covid things were really just like hopping for construction, out here in Colorado Springs anyway. And so these home shows, you'd get hundreds of people just coming through. And the very first one we did, I'd say we got about 30 good leads. And then from those 30 good leads, it filtered down into 15 that were legitimate. People are always interested, but then they've got to do a budget and whatever. And maybe someone wants to do their roof instead of paint their basement or whatever. But from those 15, then I'd say from that very first one, we got six really good solid projects out of that trade shows I think are great yeah
0: okay so Mm. I can hear some some of the listeners in the back of my head already and say they're like okay so I want to do a trade show he's talked me into it (laughs) and so say (laughs) someone wants to do that and Mm. say the I mean say it's in slightly in the future and COVID isn't usually a big thing and so they want to do this how do Mm. they apply how do they get in a home show
1: sure Home shows, and I guess the word should be yeah, primarily home shows, not necessarily the trade show. I use that word, and that's not that's okay. not exactly right. Home show basically like a home and garden show. Usually, the best time of the year to hit it is January, at least in my experience. Maybe different for everybody, and in Colorado Springs, that's what I've experienced. Was in January. That's when people are like ready to get these projects going when the warm warmer weather comes up. If you look, if you Google in your area any event centers or anything like that, where they may have some events coming up. You can easily find it. There's a lot of event centers that are in your area where are people, mostly you'll be sandwiched in between people that do like roofing and decks and landscapers and things like that, which is great because you can make a lot of connections. And that's what I did for a lot of it too, is just walk around a lot of these different booths and stuff and say, hey, that's what I do. If you ever get in a conversation with someone who is looking for something that I do, then please tell them about me. Hand a business card. And then I do the same for them. There was also a lot of people that did lighting, which is great for what we do. Because if somebody has a theater and they want cool lighting in there, then maybe they're looking for someone who specializes in lighting. So I give them my name or I give them their name and vice versa. So that's, that was, what was really cool. But I would suggest that to Google different home shows in your area and try to hit it at the beginning of the year. Because it's not as good in the middle of the year. You'll still get leads, but it's not as solid
0: as okay. the of the year. I love this idea because I I just love the concept of going to where there's may not be a ton of other artists. Like you can go to an art show, but then there's a bunch of, it's just a lot of artists. Which is great because people are wanting to buy art there, but it's just going to a home show like this, like you said, you're beside Roofers and it's really hard for Roofers to make their thing look really interesting and flashy. So yeah. us yeah. next to a Roofer, we're like, look at what look what we're doing. Look how yeah. cool that is. Yeah. <laughs> so and i yeah, really into this.
1: That's what they love too. And that's where the conversations great conversations like happen is when you're next to one of those businesses. You're a business owner and you're talking to another business owner. And you're trying to figure out like, how can I give the best value to our customers? And then I remember I had a conversation with someone one time where, you know, even in your lobby, wouldn't it be awesome if you're showing off one of your roofs? Cause they were talking about maybe having a three-dimensional roof in their lobby. I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have a sunset, right? Like right behind your fake house front. So they had this, you know, facade of a house with a roof coming off of it from what she was telling me. It, it was out of their budget cause they were just starting, but, um. Stuff like that, though, possibilities happen all the time because then if it really does connect with them and they do have a budget for that, then it's, yeah, come up and give us an estimate. That'd be awesome. And So you're really just, like, throwing spaghetti at the wall with them, and they're getting excited before you're geeking out with them. and Like, oh, yeah, what if we did, like, mountains behind it and this and that? And I don't know. So that's really fun, like you're saying. If they don't necessarily do a lot of, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say roofs aren't interesting, but... (laughs) You know it's kind of fun yeah. to be next to someone like that and make it get them a crowd and you get a crowd at the same time
0: I love that it's a yeah it's a double yeah. whammy type thing. The people who mm-hmm. pay to go to this show or that come around can those can be your customers and the people who are also showing at the show can be your customers that's great it's anybody okay so we had a comment a question on here taryn she's actually in the Arts academy advanced and she is in alaska and she's a go-getter she's like anything i would do to get it like she's going places but so she's looked into this home show but what are the fees for home shows because she was saying that it's quite a bit yeah for her area so she's in anchorage
1: Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing about it is they do get kind of pricey. We worked out a deal with the guy that was doing it the very first time that we came in. He was really trying to fill the place up. And so my wife and I chatted with him and said, Hey, it's the first year we're going to do it. We just really want to try it out. And we were asking him all kinds of different numbers, like, Hey, how many people come through? How many are serious buyers? This and that. And so as we were talking, we figured out a way that we could, or he was open to it. Let me just say that he was open to giving us a deal the first time so we could try it out. From that, though, we well made over what we paid for the event. But each city is so different. So like Colorado Springs is different than Denver's market as far as not only what you can charge for murals, but also for those different home shows. Colorado Springs home show was a lot cheaper than what we looked into with Douglas County, which is right next to Denver. And Douglas County, just a little background, is probably the wealthiest county in Colorado. One of the wealthiest because there's so many just huge, like, ranch style, ranch homes that are in that area. So the home show in Douglas County, they mark the price up quite a bit. So you're right, it is very expensive, but it's one of those things that I feel like it's worth it when the time is right. If you're really getting a lot of word of mouth and you keep yourself busy a month, a few months out, even six months out, whatever, everybody's different. So if you're keeping yourself busy without the home show, I'm sure it's probably a great thing. But when we very first started, we needed that home show because uh, we had a lot of word of mouth but it wasn't uh, a lot of the higher end clients that we were really seeking because, you know, let's be honest, if, uh, if you're seeking out the higher end clients and they want to go to the moon, that's great. Let's go to the moon. That's always fun because best for your portfolio It's best for them and for you. You can really create something unique because they've got the budget for it, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love this. And it's, it also just comes down to, I think Taryn just, you got to spend money to make money and it's a lot in the beginning, but as long as you can get a return, then I think Mm -hmm. it's totally worth it. Even thinking of ads, like doing Facebook ads and what you're spending Mm -hmm. money to make money. She mentioned that hers was about 5,000 to go in there and she's I can't do that. Is that a pretty high or is that a standard? That seems pretty high.
1: That seems pretty high. I would say the one I did in in Colorado Springs was not that high at all. We got pretty, we were pretty fortunate. The very first one we did was like six or something like that, 600 bucks, which is really (coughs) doable. Five grand. Yeah, that's pretty pricey. But imagine though, and I don't know what the market is there in Anchorage. You said Anchorage? Yep. I wonder if if it does draw in that higher end market there that if it did make a return half the year, at least you put aside for your marketing budget or whatever, and you're able to make that
0: back okay yeah and i love that you mentioned having a marketing budget too because that's not a lot of things that's something that artists think of they just think you get paid to do you know this art thing but having a marketing budget is very much thinking of it as a business which is what we love to do here too so i love that you said that too and so just the whole spend money to make money figure out what a marketing budget would be taryn maybe for the year and then just plan on making it back or Maybe even too, I was just thinking so we had just we just did like a lesson and whatnot on traveling murals and how to get travel mural mural jobs and a lot of people would suggest We would suggest, you know, doing a mural in exchange for stay. I wonder, Taryn, if they might, since you're like a a first-time customer, maybe you could pitch them, be like, hey, do you have any painting that needs done around your place? Maybe is there some logos that you could trade maybe and trade work for at the show? And Mm -hmm. just tell them you're really interested in it and then you would be a paying customer maybe next year or just something to get your foot in the door because I think it just, I think having going there'd be a really great return and you'll get the customers that you want. That's another thing, getting the customers you want. So, More on this trade show, home show thing. I'm really interested in it. So so say somebody like Taryn. So she's been in, she's been a full-time artist for about a year. And she's really just, just starting to get her name out there. Like it's very much in the beginning. And so she has a couple murals that she's done. So this is kind of speaking broadly for anybody listening who has maybe a few murals under their belt, but not like a ton yet. Do you think that's still a good time to go and invest in a home show? And how would you set up your booth to do that?
1: What we did was, yeah, I think if you feel like you're not getting the leads that you need, I think, that, I think that's a good opportunity to, to really look into a home show, at least for me anyway. That's what we felt. So when my wife and I set up our booth, we did a, there was a 10 by 10 booth. And we did it so that it was we, we took, and one of them, we took sheetrock, basically panel, eight, 8 by 10 panel. And we, we butted them together to look like it was a corner of a wall. And so it looked like a living room. And so we wanted it to look like a living room. And and we found some stuff that was pretty current what was hitting, like right then and there. And it was this particular style of wallpaper. And what we were trying to achieve at the time was, hey, we realize there's wallpaper out there and we get it. And wallpaper is kind of making this little bit of an insurgence, at least at the time. And because it always changes. So we picked a lot of the colors that were really pretty contemporary at the time that everybody wanted or whatever. We kind of researched that. And then with our little corner, like we put a table in there and a TV, like it would be a TV. And that was for our marketing. So we had video of us, of what we do playing at the same time. But we we tried the best to make it look like a living room, the window and everything. And then our goal, though, was when people would come by to explain to them, and some of them that knew about this already, that wallpaper was really big, was that, yeah, we can custom paint A mural on your wall in any style that you want and you get to tell us what it is you want so we did garden of the gods which was in the same style of what this reference we had and so we basically said though this could be truly custom to you and whatever it is that you want any style that you want so that was intriguing to them that they could have something that was local the garden of the gods on their wall in a style that looked like it was wallpaper and they could see it then in their own living and so It was really muted tones it was really subdued but then we had on the video behind it all these other examples of stuff that we were doing trying to keep as much variety as we could but yeah I think honestly uh Taryn I think that if you know it if it made sense you were able to talk to that that uh person who puts on the venue and even say listen I'll attract customers to other booths What's that worth to you guys? Is there any way that we could do a some sort of a raffle, even where I'm working on this particular large scale canvas right now? You could do the a give that away as a prize, or you get a discount on a mural, or something that brings people by. I don't know. Some people are open to that. Like, if, they, if they can see that it's going to benefit their customers coming in the door, I think they'll be more likely to do a deal with somebody. You know?
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And some people, for their events, they pay for live painters, like at a wedding and yeah. whatnot. So yeah. maybe pitching in the live painting thing about how you can mm-hmm. – you'll be painting a wallpaper and, yeah, you could give it away. Ooh, I like this. Ooh, it's like yeah, marketing yeah. brainstorming. But uh, I, I yeah. think you're, you're on to it again with the, the wallpaper thing. That's mm-hmm. a big thing here in Missouri too, especially right now even. People yeah. love the wallpaper. And it's like yeah. – and the cost for wallpaper and the cost for installation, it's pretty comparable in some cases. It depends on the design of just getting it Mm -hmm. hand painted. So that's what we've been pitching. That would be a really good thing to pitch at this home shows just get maybe giving like wallpaper examples and how Mm -hmm. you could make it custom or something about that. Oh, yeah, Uh, Taryn comments. I was definitely thinking of offering live painting. Awesome. Okay. that's great okay and you mentioned you had a tv with video playing that is mm-hmm. just on another level oh, this yeah. is so cool and yeah. the the visual aspect of it i think is so huge with this you're setting up mm-hmm. you're setting up a space where somebody can envision their own oh, oh that we could do this ah that's just so yeah. this is great if you're gonna do it guys if you if he's inspired you to do this Go all the way. (laughs) Do exactly what he's doing. Get the most Uh, bang for your buck. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I love leads. Leads are fun. And and what we do is so relational. Like you're talking with a homeowner, you're talking to a business owner. If you're able to connect with them to any degree, like just not really just trying to sell somebody, you know this very well, but like just trying to get to know them. Like I'm truly excited to know about their business. I'm truly excited to know about like where they're from or what whatever. And at these trades or at these home shows, like that's your opportunity where all day long, You can just get hopped up on coffee (laughs) and just be like, just like yapping away, talking to people and before these leads are happening. And like I said, not all of them are legitimate. You're going through a lot of them and they're just interested, but beyond all those pitches that are in reference to baseball or whatever, at least a few of them are going to be some hits. And if not right, then maybe down the road or, if you, maybe if you went on site to give them an estimate, maybe the estimate wasn't what they needed. I learned a lot from that because I now ask before I start a lot of projects, what's your budget? Because this is so flexible. This is so cost. What's your budget? We can we can design around your budget. So what is it that you want? We can do a really simple silhouette style mural that is lower on end on the totem pole, or we can really go the whole nine yards with the detail. And it could be pretty high, but it'd be something that's truly unique whatever your motivation is you know
0: I love that do you ever okay. give them like a ballpark price Be like we start at 1,000 and you go to 10,000 or what? what's your ballpark price that you give people because yeah. I'm curious yeah.
1: I'm still learning this isn't the this isn't the 100% uh, perfect method but what I've figured out was that very first right off the bat I wanted to establish what do I need to make an hour what do I have to make an hour and so I figured out that price and for you know the sake of this conversation. It may be lower, maybe higher. This is, a, but if say someone wanted to or needed to make, I don't know, 50 bucks an hour. They wanted to make 50 dollars an hour. So if they found themselves a wall that's eight by ten, and they're either their own home or they made a, a canvas out of sheetrock in their garage and did this, and they basically said, "I want to make 50 dollars an hour. I'm going to paint on this 80 square foot wall, the coolest design I want to do." that I or whatever that I want to do and it's at the top tier of my town ta- or at my detail level because we all know that we can do lesser detail or more detail or whatever so you spend that amount of time getting that design the way you want it on the wall and then you track your time and basically it was maybe what 40 hours to do that wall just as an example so from there then I know what I can make my square footage price for the highest end of my detail so now I've got Kind of a range where I know my highest end detail is for 80 square feet. takes me 40 hours roughly. It's not always going to be the same, but you've got a ballpark number. And then just kind of add on to that square footage price. So now you've got a very high echelon of your tier. And then find a middle tier where you know that you can get away with less time to finish an 80 square foot wall. And that's your mid-tier, what do you call it, range basically. And then your lowest end where it's mainly just shapes, mainly just whatever color for that market that basically wants something. You don't want to turn them away. They just want something simple for their kids' room. And so now you've got another range. So basically, it, just for this conversation's sake, say it's 8 to $15 a square foot for like your lowest end, just as an example. It's always different for every city because you just got to test your market and see what your city allows you to get away with. And get away with's a bad word, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean, what you can try. So if I was going to ballpark somebody for a lower end mural, say, listen, they're kind of pressure cooking me in the moment right there, because I don't like giving an estimate right then and there. I like to look at it, kind of mold it over, figure out the design first. But if they're asking me, you know, what do you think something like this would cost? And then I tell them, what's your, or I ask them, what's your budget? I don't know what our budget is. So that kind of thing they, maybe they say. It's okay. We can do this wall here for anywhere between eight to $15 a square foot. Keep it really broad. Keep that range really broad. Because you don't want to be pinned down to one number right away if you don't know the design, and then or we can go another level of detail is fifteen bucks to you know twenty five bucks a square foot, and then whatever it is, so you just keep going up. So if I can kind of give them tiers, I can read them a little bit, or they'll just tell me sometimes. Ooh, for eighty square feet, I don't know, or I don't know if I can handle that much, but I could probably do this much. Now they've finally told me what they're budget is or we've had a communication and now when I design the design for them, I can figure out, okay, can I do this within that parameter of, of time? But I never tell them my hourly rate. So mm. I don't know. That's just...
0: Okay. What What is your hourly rate? I'm like just between artists.
1: <laughs> 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 no, I don't like to say just because each city is so different. I mean, each each city is so different. And I honestly, to be honest with you, I don't hold firm to what I just told you either all the time because as different customers different situations sometimes you got to read it a little bit different sometimes it may be a high visible area maybe it's a coffee shop and it's a great wall although they don't have the budget to do the design that they want so I may bring it down a little bit internally knowing that I may not make exactly what I want but in return I'm going to get a lot of visibility as I'm painting it in return I'm going to my name will be on it a lot of people that are sitting in that coffee shop they'll see it a lot so I think every project every situation is different but I do wish I would have told myself my younger self (laughs) figure out your rate first figure out a good part of the equation which is that whatever size wall you want to pick but I think 8 by 10 is fairly common most height of a room is 8 feet a lot of times 10 feet is the, the width so With something like that, figure out how long it takes to paint that square footage. And then you can figure out your square footage price for maybe your highest end detail.
0: Yeah. Do you ever create like a pricing sheet or anything, or you just talk about it in person?
1: I I do. At the trade show, I did. I did a square footage for the different tiers. And I I don't mind saying what the square footage is because it's such a wide range. And then I can always adjust for whatever the design is. But yeah, I did an example of my lowest level or lowest what's the word detail so mostly shapes like a shaped silhouette mural kind of thing where it kind of recedes into the distance i'm sure you've you know you've seen them before where the wall color itself maybe it's slightly darker where the trees are in front of it as it graduates out so just as an example i had that on there to show okay this is probably the, the simplest uh, form of detail that we can do so it's from this to this as my lowest tier range and then the mid-range and the high range. So that way they could see it too. And when they're when they brainstorming with me on site, they could say, I think I'd like this one
0: or that one. Yeah.
1: And then the next step was getting a meeting at their business or at their home. And then from there, we could even brainstorm and geek out a little bit more. Yeah. So
0: it, is your goal mostly to get a meeting with them? Is that the step two after getting a lead? By the way, how do you get a lead at one of these shows? Do you take their business card? Do you have them write it down their information? How do you take a lead? What
1: we did was we had a, we, we made a box. like We wrapped it so that it looked like it was wrapping paper, kind of fancy or whatever. And since gold is in our name, I think we had something gold on it, like gold ribbon or something like that. But what we did is we printed off a bunch of strips of paper that had their name their address, their, their phone number and their email. And not everyone wants to give all that info, but at least I needed their phone number or their email and their first name or whatever. And if they wanted me to come by and look at the, the wall. Um, so basically they would fill that information out and then they put it in the box. And then at the end of the trade show, I'd go through all of those different strips of paper and see. Who I could follow up with on Monday, and before they left, I would ask them when's the best time to call, and I think there was like a little checkbox on there too, so I knew, like morning time's not good or whatever, and then a little comment area for either me to write in or for them to write in. Yeah, I would love a forest mural theater room or whatever, and so they would write that on there, or I would, so I knew what I was kind of referencing to as I was calling them back. But uh, then I That's yeah, great. I, yeah I follow up the phone call, and then on the phone call uh, just read. Just remind them how we met and then from there see if I could get over there to look at the, the wall itself, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. This is all really great information. Thank you so much for sharing all yeah. this. Because I know nothing <laughs> about all of this and I know that there are uh-huh. out there who could really use this method to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever had any kind of projects go bad where it was a really good learning experience then you could maybe tell other artists about it so they don't make that mistake
1: <laughs> yeah i i still do occasionally I, yeah. yeah i i think it doesn't i don't think uh it's a matter of if i think cost. i think it's so custom what we do it really is it's just you can't really tell it's not as straightforward if someone had me just standard paint maybe this wall that's in here that's pretty straightforward there's really no you, you, you cut in the edges you you roll it out that thing there's really no issue of You're not going to veer too far off of what you estimated. With murals and stuff like that, I'm sure every artist out there, like in the world, has probably come across this where you're just like maybe doubting a certain section or you're working on something, it's not looking the way you want. And you're like, I don't know. For me, it keeps me up. Like sometimes it just keeps me up at night. I'm like, oh man, why is that not looking the way I wanted it to or whatever? Taking me longer than I expected. But I, I think really what I've learned from some projects that were really difficult and I lost a lot of time or a lot of money on. Is not preparing properly. Like each project's so different, and like I really got to check out the terrain. And sometimes I miss the boat on that, or really got to check out. Darn it! I needed uh, scaffolding for this project. I didn't bring my scaffolding with me. So all I got is this ladder. So I can only get so far today and tomorrow, or whatever. Like all these different things. Um, but I think that's that for me is the biggest thing that I need to get better at continuously. Is just really prep better really prepare a, a week before even sometimes if it's a really big project a month before okay do I have everything I need do I you know do I do I have all the paint that I need am I gonna have to run to Sherwin-Williams and get like another gallon of paint because I misestimated or whatever so yeah that's that's probably the biggest
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's great these are all amazing tips <laughs> I'm excited yeah. about it okay uh-huh. is there anything you don't like to paint without
1: I think these, like, headphones, if I don't have headphones, it's not the end of the world. I can still get stuff done. It's just, it's so easy to get distracted. And these are nice because they're noise-canceling. And I'll put on music or a podcast. And before I know it, the day is pretty much, wow, I didn't realize what time it was. Because, like, I'm just, like, in my zone, just, like, locked in on my work. And so, I think these here are the best purchase that (laughs) I've ever made. That and knee pads, like, because I... I don't have knee pads and I drop down to a knee like on concrete or like outside or something like that. I'm just, it's so distracting. They're like, ah, darn, I hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so true. I actually yeah. just bought knee pads and I was yeah. so frustrated with myself because there's so many projects where to just yeah. kill my knees and I'm like, why don't I just buy them? And now years yeah. in, I'm like, okay, finally.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or a hardwood floor if you're on a hardwood floor or something like that, trying to get low where you're painting and,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, Oops. Oh yeah, people don't realize how much how much physical ability is needed to do murals. Mm -hmm. It's just here, there, and everywhere. You're up and down on a ladder, and sometimes Mm a scaffolding, and up on the and down on the floor, and all of that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good workout. It's like yoga or something. You're like in all these contorted (laughs) positions, trying to trying to paint around trim and everything like that
0: yeah exactly so i have one last question for you here and it's the question yeah. i ask everybody at the end of every podcast but and i've so appreciated all of this people i think just going off on this little tangent of doing home shows is just great i think this is great information <laughs> but if yeah. there was one thing that you or one piece of advice that you give artists that want to make art their full-time career but they don't even know where to start they're in the very beginning where do you think a good start point would be
1: yeah I think if I was to tell myself my younger self for sure uh, it'd be a start with that rate find out what your rate is that way what your value is and really test it against your city's market and feel feel it out see what you can get away with kind of in, investigate maybe what some other artists in your area are able to get at really make connections with like interior decorators really try to pick their brains too on just their whole market that's our mark we are uh, a tool in their tool ba- bag, basically, and if, if we position ourselves as being valuable to interior decorators, then we have someone that's producing leads and closes for us <laughs> without even really being in front of that customer, but really making it so there's a relationship. And that's something I'm still working on developing: is more relationships with interior decorators, because a lot of them sometimes can be weary, thinking, "I don't want the, I don't want you like sliding in there be, without me." And talking to a client and saying, I'll paint this wall without me. So it's really a a relationship thing with that interior decorator. But I would also suggest to, besides just really getting your rate and making connections and stuff is, um, you know, also just really really just trying to figure out how you can create value for whatever the customer is. Like for me, I wish I would have known that a lot sooner. Like it isn't about what I want to be able to paint on the wall all the time. I'm gonna have fun doing it, no matter what. Even if somebody wanted me yeah. to paint just an apple, like a huge apple on their wall, and that's it, like cool. I'll find enjoyment in that. I love it. I love doing this. I, I'd do it for free if if the money was no object in this world. This is what I would do for free. <laughs> Obviously, you need to make money, but like creating that value. Like, how do you want your apple? What I'm in service to you. I'm this. Utilize me as your plumber or your electrician. I, that's how I view my business. Is I need to create. I need to create customers and create value, like in a sense that you have a problem. I want to fix it. I want to knock it out of the park for you. So how can I knock it out of the park for you? That's what I tell myself 10 years ago. It's like, it's not about me. It's about them. Once I figure that out, it's easier for me to brainstorm with them on their project, get them excited about their project. And really just, like I said, geeking out is just, I love it. It's so fun. Just throwing spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. And by the end of it, we're just both high five or whatever. And <laughs> <you> know. <laughs>
0: yeah that, that's awesome yeah it's just working yeah. together with with yeah. people who are gonna help you get jobs with the people that you're painting for it's just all such mm-hmm. a collaboration to make the customer happy and all yeah. of that and yeah everything that you said is so spot on and so direct and so helpful yeah. for so many artists so thank mm-hmm. you so yeah, much good. for coming on this is yeah. one of my thanks for this having is a really me. great thanks. episode yeah
1: <laughs> thanks i appreciate it it's fun it's really fun mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday and I will talk to you later. Thanks again. All
1: right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Just another reminder that I have created an extra special training for you to learn how to grow your art business quickly using murals like I have. If you're listening this summer and thinking, okay, let me see what this mural thing is all about. Or if you're wondering if you could possibly paint large scale too, then go to artistacademy.co to learn how you can start making money in the mural biz. The majority of my income comes from murals and I wanna help you get started too because I know how profitable they can be. So go to artistacademy.co to claim your free training and I will see you next week.